Booyah, and welcome to No Pointers. We're your hosts, Gerald, Mark, and Steven. And today, we're going to talk about how do we even have time to record this podcast and do all the things we do. We're going to talk about being productive. But before we get into our being productive, we are going to talk about someone who is not so very productive, because just before recording this episode, we were talking a little bit about improving your home with Shelly and Tado, things we've talked about in earlier episodes. And Mark, you have all this stuff, but you didn't really implement it yet, did you? Well, I'm, I'm halfway there, so I'm not yet fully productive in the home automation space, but I finally went down that rabbit hole, the rabbit hole of the home automations, and I got myself some smart heating systems. So all my room thermostats are now intelligently hooked up to my at-home NAS computer running the home assistant. And yeah, it's uh, it's great. I can now look at charts. I can now see how bad the humidity is in certain rooms and how much I could improve it and how the heating is going on and off and stuff like that. So great fun toy. I hope it will also uh, improve the energy usage of the heating over time. So if I go on a long weekend, something like that, I can then put the heating easily into hibernation mode. And before I get back home, I can then by the tap of a finger, bring the heating again back online. And when I walk through the door, I should have said when I waltz through the door, I'll be in a nice, comfy home. So that's that's like the idea. Where's the smart in that, that you have to actually tap it, Mark? That's not what Home Assistant does. You have to set up schedules, sensors. It has to register your heartbeat inside of the home to actually heat or, you know, see it in a radius of one kilometer or whatever the time is. It will figure that out itself to what the time is to warm up your home and figure out the, the distance where it has to detect you. And, you know, your your home has to be this big AI hive mind that will take over your life, basically. Uh, so I'm doing it wrong. Okay, so I'll so I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll jump back on the interwebs. I'll check that out. And uh, you'll probably never hear from me again because I'll be lost in tinkering about with my AI Just system at home. buy more stuff. That's that's the solution to everything. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll jot all these notes down. Yeah, I, I also have something, Mark. You you may you may have become internet famous by brushing your teeth in a GIF. <laughs> Again. And I, I was I was tuning into our good friends Kim and Lachlan's streaming adventures last week. Or this week, actually. Yeah, no, last week. Sorry. Um and they basically mentioned that brushing your teeth while fun and all the the real challenge is flossing. You know, there will come a point in time where you just have to pass on a good opportunity and and flossing might just be it. <laughs> I'll I'll leave that for our viewers or listeners to decide. If it's only those two guys from down under, I, I might pass. But they have a massive following. They I think they will rally up people to get Mark to floss on camera. I might not have thought this through. But yeah, and if we could not provide a GIF of Mark flossing, Gerald, then they wanted us to come speak at their Melbourne user group thingamajig. 
about the Xamarin community too. But how is this? How is this? How is this a motivation to get Mark to Foss? Honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd love to do that. It's a strange stream. You need to check it out every Wednesday. <laughs> it's. Uh, I did. I did. I helped them out with some stuff. Strange things happen. Yeah, strange things happen. Yeah, I think. I think. I think I'll just give it a hard pass on the flossing. So everybody can get the to hear the goodness of the Xamarin Community Toolkit because I mean that's something you don't want to miss and I guess that the flossing it can be missed without any tears. Maybe this was their plan all along. Yeah, maybe maybe we're just walking into their trap right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, pu- the is... puppet masters strike again. Oh my gosh! But yeah, How I think this? most people listening will probably at this point have tuned out. Entirely. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. Maybe. Let's, uh... let, let me do one of my famous segues here. Um, so Lachlan and Kim were probably being very productive and people are asking, like, how do they do it? How do they do all those things? Uh, they, they block, they do they? Yeah, they do. So they stream, they actually build things um, and they're super smart. So maybe that has to do something with it. How do we do it? Because we, well, I was an MVP before, Microsoft MVP for the people who might know what that is. Steven and Mark are still that. Um, and you become that by uh, one of the aspects, I think, is to um, be very productive and uh, do a lot of things of the stuff that I just mentioned. So how how do we do it? How Or at least, how do we seem so productive? Because I feel it's also a little bit of perception that people um, think that you're doing very productive, um, are doing very productive. Is this for real? That you are very productive. Um, so I'll stop talking now. And what are what are some of your thoughts, people? Yeah, so being productive, that that is, that's a tough topic for me, I have to admit. Um, because it it feels like, especially with all the COVID things and and life gets in the way sometimes, right? I mean that that happens to the best of us. Um, and if if you're anything like me, I think I, I tweeted this out last week somewhere. I have a hundred Git repos full of unfinished things that popped up in my head, and yeah, time time is where they always typically stop being worked on basically and where do you get the time yeah that's 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 one of those things i'm also wondering where do i get the time to finish all of those I think <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the crazy thing right i have the same thing like i got the question the other day like how do where do you find the time to do all these things and then i i start thinking like yeah i do this and that and that and where do i find the time i i i honestly don't know uh but again while actually doing all those things it doesn't feel that i'm like super productive or doing all these things. It's just like, you know, I just do it. And uh, for a large part, it's also because I like to do it. So, you know, it's also some sort of hobby, something that I enjoy doing. Um, is it relaxing? I don't know. Some things are, some things are not. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's all kind of blurred together with work and other stuff that I like to do. So, uh, Mark, how's that for you? You touched there on a few very interesting points there, Gerald. Uh, for one, I think uh, since we are doing a lot of these things in our downtime, we're not getting paid to do this recording. Otherwise, we might have to take this seriously. And yeah, you know us by now. We're not good on the serious side. So I think it, doing these things as a hobby, it should be fun. But also what really helps me is to just show up. And I think that's... Uh, Something really important. I mean, we have been doing this 
show now quite frequently over the last half year. We're getting around to a year where we do this thing and we have scheduled an evening where we show up in the studio and we do the recording. And I don't know how it's with you, but having this rhythm, always always showing up, always doing these things, sometimes you have days when you maybe not feel like it or you just think, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll just skip this one time. You might know when you think about going to the gym or doing some some other fun activities that are not always fun. Um, yeah, having a fixed schedule, having people that are around you, a community, uh, can really boost your morale in really doing these things. And another thing that's uh, really important whenever I try to do a hobby is not to get distracted. I don't know how it's with you, but when you're away from work, you're sitting at your computer, you could do that fun programming challenge thing you always wanted to do that project that just popped in your mind or you could go along to that twitters and the facebook's and just lose yourself in a wall of information and notifications absolutely so that is definitely something that i also have like with it's it's also a lot right like with a certain circle of people i have uh, the nickname The Flash, because, you know, I'm always on top of those notifications, um, which is not necessarily a good thing. So I'm trying more and more to, you know, have actual downtime, which is not easy because uh, we're getting more messaging apps with Signal and Telegram because everyone is moving away from WhatsApp. Well, not everyone, because I also need to have WhatsApp. So I need more apps to reach all those people. Um, so, you know, that is also definitely something to get easily distracted by and uh, then for like talking about the actual day job, um, a lot happens for me whenever I'm asleep because that's when my American um, colleagues are, are actually working. So then I have a ton of email that I don't respond to instantaneously, of course. Um, but, you know, then they pile up and I can spend a morning uh, going through all the emails, replying to all the things um, and you are already lost half a day. So that is not great too. But um, it's it's easy to get distracted by all these things. So um, what really seems to help for me is to, you know, um, disable notifications for a couple of these things where you're like, you know, this is not something where people require my immediate attention. So just get those signals out of there, no notifications. And whenever you feel like it, you go check it out. And only then you will, you know, go through the list and respond to all the things and just accept at some point that it's, you know, too much to be able to respond because that's also something with running my YouTube channel. Um, you know, as that grows, I mean, it's it's in in comparison to some others, it's pretty tiny with almost three thousand subscribers now. But still, that's three thousand potential people that could you know um, leave comments, and you don't want to. You can't simply respond to each and every one of them. I try to, but um, that's not something that is going to scale forever. Um, so talking about, you know, people who say things like that doesn't scale and I only respond to people in basically like big numbers and not one-on-one -on -one in some inbox. I think one person that is very famous for his being productive and combining all the things is Skans Hanselman. Um, at least that's where I get some inspiration for these things. How is that for you? I actually just last week watched a video about, uh, I think it was simple email rule, 
or two maybe um where he would just all the all the mails he's cc'd on go into a separate folder all the mails not directly uh linked to him or or with with him in in uh being the important person in the email those all just go away into some bin that gets checked not day uh, well maybe once a day just not regularly at least um so that that also helps kind of focus what you're doing i suppose and uh, i think that was one of the the most recent things of him of his that i saw yeah i think scott hanselman is quite famous in our nutshell world that we are living in the develop community space and i mean the guy is a beast when it comes down to being productive for the community i mean he has his blog he blogs regularly since years uh sometimes even more than once a week and i can't remember that there has been a time where he hasn't blocked in a week i mean it's just and the content is it's interesting uh a lot of it are some great tips and i like to follow along on it uh he does a podcast every week <laughs> he releases a podcast and on top of the blocking he gives talks uh he there are images of him standing in a football stadium filled with people. He's the little dot on uh, giving the, the presentation. So he, he does that. He has a family. So he, he's been married happily with his wife and he's got kids. So he's got that down. And yeah, he even has got a full-time job. I mean, at some point you, you have to wonder if he's some Superman or you are doing something wrong with your time. I have seen talks of him that he... Uh, gave about how he is productive. And I think one thing that I took away is you just have to do less. So people think that if you want to be super productive, you have to do more. But he says it's actually better if you just focus on a few things. And I think it's the the topic that you, Gerald, brought up before with your YouTube channel. Or Stephen, I know that you have got some larger open source projects that have been quite famous. And I don't think you those things would have evolved where they are if you would have spread yourself too thin. So you can't do all the things. You have to focus on certain areas to get really good at them. And I think that's that's something really important. So instead of following along every latest tech trend, uh, doing the web assemblies and then doing the, oh, there's a new Angular thing coming out and, oh, there is some new Docker thing over there and some Kubernetes over there you will just burn yourself out. You'll be so thinly spread that you will never really get any depth and grasp on those things. And I think that uh, keeping that in mind can be really helpful and also maybe a bit calming that, you know, hey, I don't have to know all the things, but I might want to choose my time wisely. And if I allocate some time to do something, not get interrupted by email or browsing through social media or turning off notifications, maybe even ignoring the occasional phone call. I mean, I know you can't always do that during work hours. It might be a bit, um, well, your boss might not be so happy if you do that. Let's just put it like that. But I mean, sometimes, uh, yeah, you just have to get in the hours. You have to get in your mind into that deep focus state, into that flow state. And that will not happen if you get uh, notified every five minutes that something new has happened on the newsfeed which you will have forgotten two hours later yeah i i tend to agree with that i think in the in some other episode we already may have talked about turning off your notifications and i haven't had them on for months now and 
well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm looking at my phone less in the end. Oh, I, I think I am. But um, yeah, it, it definitely helps in, in not being too distracted by anything. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the last phone call I had that was not work-related. <laughs> yeah, Marco, say, like, ignore a phone call. I never get one. Well, I get a lot of them. Um, and then I, you know, type it in Google uh, because it's a number that's not in my phone. And then it says, oh, this is some kind of spam call and they're trying to sell you something. So, you know, goes on the block list. Don't ever think about it again. Um, who calls, man? That's that's so yeah. old-fashioned. I think, I think one way how you can do these things, I mean, I don't want to say with this, be antisocial, ignore phone calls, um, unless you, it's some random number calling you for a better insurance that you must get right now. Uh, you, you might ignore those. But uh, I mean, we still have calls from time to time. And I think especially during work hours, there are people that are very interrupt driven. So something comes to mind or something urgent suddenly jumps through the door. And then everybody else should also be informed about this, jump onto it. And I always like to, I always like to remind people that only because something is super important right now does not mean it's also uh, super valuable for the for, for the thing that you're working on. I mean, it could be that by getting distracted every 15 minutes with something urgent, you might not get around to do the tasks that would maybe solve that ever emerging urgent thing so i think that's just something that is a bit a, a bit of the truth i mean you you you'll jump to the urgent stuff because everybody wants to be the hero everybody wants to help the other person in the room getting their problem solved but um not always is solving the urgent thing also the right thing i mean there's there are many examples that highlight this i remember seeing a comic where someone was uh, gathering the hens because the fence was broken. And I mean, these are always like the super obvious examples, but I mean, so he was, the person was very agitated, trying to get in all the hens again, put them again back into the cage. And because the fence was broken, they were walking out again. And the person maybe should have invested some time in mending the fence. So all the urgent emergencies popping up now and then would have to be ignored for the time being. But once the fence was mended, the flood of emergencies would also go down. I don't know if you have these situations also at work. Well, I don't necessarily have those situations, but what you said did kind of remind me of a training I once had about, uh, well, being effective, I guess. I think most people will know the, these kinds of trainings. Um, but what I do kind of remember remember from that, I mean, I, I tend to... Uh, well, not think as highly of some of these trainings, but um, this one I actually kind of do remember that you could like um, divide up your work into four quadrants, like not important, not urgent, important, but not urgent. Um, and then the same for urgent, so urgent and important, which is the highest priority and urgent and not important then, I guess. I think I covered all four, but you get the idea. And putting your tasks in like this simple four quadrant system could at least help you make a bit more sense of, okay, well, I don't really need to do this or I don't really need to do that. Um, and instead I should focus on this, um, which I, I sometimes apply in, in real life. Yeah, that's a big quadrant thing. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's interesting because there's like this urgent and important thing so something is 
actually quite important, but it's now also super urgent. So that means everybody should jump on it. And there is crisis. Crisis, yeah, crisis mode. And I think a lot of the, what I've seen is entire teams and companies being only crisis driven. So whatever is on fire right now, they will jump on it and they will solve it. And all of the other things floating around, they will just ignore because they have got no time because the super important thing is also the super urgent thing and they will never get out of that cycle. And I think that is not a healthy way of working. I think that will burn you out at some point. And so, yeah, um, I think in the in the end of the day, I mean, you can, there are many of these ways how you can prioritize your work. And I mean, there will always be that phone call from your boss that will interrupt you or that phone call from your customer that will interrupt you. And you will just have to take it because you're a human being and you will want to respond. But I think uh, you have to have a bit of a long-term vision often on these goal-term things because sometimes you have something that you maybe want to achieve over some time. Maybe you want to start a blog. So that means you will have to invest the time uh, for doing that blog. But it could also be that you say, okay, every Tuesday evening, I will schedule time to write a blog post. And then that one Tuesday evening, a friend of yours has got a birthday party. Or it might even be a kid of yours. And will you then be the guy that says, sorry, uh, no time today. I'm I'm writing my blog post. I mean, that that's not realistic. So what I'm trying to say is things will plop up in life. Life will happen. Uh, but just try to have those goals and try to make the time every now and then to work towards your goals. And I think that's how you will then suddenly seem super productive from the outside. I mean, even though life is happening around you, you're super busy, you're doing stuff that everybody else would be doing. You still always have in the back of your mind where you want to be at some time. So you will try to make time to make steps towards that goal, which will then in the long run seem like you're super productive because you're going step by step. You're moving forward to that thing. Yeah, and also it's like you, you just have to be super smart about combining things, right? Because that is one thing that I really... Um, remembered from what Scott Hansman says. And, and, you know, I think he even has dedicated talks to these kind of topics. And I think one of the things he says is like, you know, leverage everything. So he also talks about like, you know, how many keystrokes you got in you and don't waste them. Uh, because the thing I just mentioned jokingly was like, you know, if you answer someone one-on-one -on -one with a question, then you waste those keystrokes according to him, right? Because you will only help that one person uh, in, and instead, you could also have written a blog post, which he then does. Um, you put it online and then you help that one person, but potentially, you know, a lot more. Um, so that is one of those things that whenever you have this one topic, this one thing, um, you just write a blog post about it. You make a video about it. You make a tweet about it. You make a talk about it. Uh, and you do all those things based off one um, subject. And suddenly that investment of your time um, going into one of those topics and really getting um, deep in there, or maybe you know, the best topics are probably the ones that you're actually doing for your day job, uh, which you know presented you with a problem and you really got in there, got to the core, and now you know how all that stuff works. Um, and then, you know, you make all these things, you make a podcast, you make the blog, you make the video, um, and suddenly you have a ton of content based of that 
um, one experience that you had. And, you know, with a minimal amount of effort, uh, you can suddenly create all these things. So that is also, I think, one of the um, pro tips. You've heard it right here to, you know, uh, make the most of your time, basically. Yeah. And I think another thing that you can take away from that is when you learn something new, uh, there there might be already a ton of blog posts out there. You might even find a super manual or tutorial helping you along the way. And there might be those projects where you have to stitch together stuff from a few sources to really get your mindset. And I remember people telling me, like, don't write a blog post for your audience. Just write it for yourself. And I think that is also something that I remember Scott Hanselman saying, like, he's blog posts. He does not write them so that we can read them or that we think, oh, look, that's Scott Hanselman. He's such an awesome lad. He, he's he's crazy productive and all that. He he does it for himself. So he says he just Googles his old blog posts to find how he has to do certain things. And I, I think that's something quite helpful. So when you discover something new, uh, leverage that. I mean, there are so many ways how you could show someone how to use the latest Xarin Forms pieces that maybe are nowhere documented yet or apply them in a different way that no one has thought about. And you could then write a blog post. You could maybe make a talk out of that. You could maybe even write a book after you've written a few blog posts about certain subjects. So I just want to say it builds up and you can reuse that kind of content. Though I have also heard that being an author will not make you rich. So you you might not That's... want to do it for the for the monies that's something for another episode i guess <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah that's that's definitely something that you can do with your time so but then you know whenever you are super super busy and maybe this is not well it has to do with being productive i guess like how do you where do you find these topics i think i mentioned just one of them like you know in your day-to-day -day job you will get across a scenario and you think this might be interesting for other people or um the, 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 i think that is the best content that mark just just mentioned basically the amount of times which is kind of awkward that i um, go look for a solution and i land on my own blog or i land on a stack overflow question that i answered um you know it's it's just basically a thing um, that that you will uh, a, a resource for yourself. That's that's basically what you're creating, at least in my case, and that makes for the best content. But where do you then fit in the time for some inspiration? And I think I've I've admitted um, somewhere that I enjoy the occasional ASMR, maybe some uh, mindfulness. Um, I have the 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 app Hatspace um, to you know just do a whole lot of nothing. For, from time to time. Uh, so where do you where do you fit in that? Where do you find the time um, for the inspiration? Because, you know, it. I think it's also um, general knowledge that whenever you are doing something completely different, that suddenly new inspiration comes to you or suddenly that solution to that problem that you're looking into gen just comes to you. So uh, I find that hard to disconnect because it's easy um, I think we started this episode with that. It's easy to, you know, um, just put more effort in it and more time in it because that will feel like that will bring you closer to the solution, right? While that might not be necessarily true. So how, how do you do that? In my opinion, having an inspiration is not something that you can force. Like you cannot just sit in a room and think, I'll not come up with a great idea. I'll not come up with a great idea. And suddenly, ta-da, it just, it just rises out of your thought cloud and you have that great idea. Um, 
it can be a lot of different things. I think usually inspiration is mixing stuff together that you have heard or you have read or you have seen and then combining it with other things that you might already know and then coming up with an idea like, hey, this this is something really cool. I mean, getting inspired can be you visit a developer conference and you hear a talk about a topic that really inspires you to go further and then you read more material or you dig through some YouTubes or some other instructional uh, content and suddenly you think like, hey, so this means I can now combine this new thing with the old thing I already knew and no one has actually done this before and then that's that's inspiration, right? And for me, it can be it can be something like that. It can be seeing a talk somewhere or uh, listening to a podcast, uh, reading a book, maybe even a non-technical book. Maybe it's just some fictional book that suddenly goes like, hey, this this could be actually cool. Maybe I could create an app around that. Maybe I could uh, create a library around something or uh, something like that. And doing these doing these things um, can can be inspirational. Another thing that I have noticed is when you're super busy, like when you're squeezing out every second uh, there is in a day to be productive, I usually am no longer uh, coming up with new ideas. I usually am just working working on stuff that I know how it has to be done, but new new ideas will not pop into mind. How is it for you, Stephen? I agree with that. I mean, if if you're then and there working hard to to get things done, that that's not the best time for productivity to shine. For me, it's it's like I'm one of those people totally the opposite of my wife who needs some time to fall asleep but sometimes my <laughs> brain just doesn't stop and I, I just lay there for an hour and and come up with the the weirdest ideas just because I'm, I'm my mind just doesn't stop basically I guess um, and that that's probably not the same for everyone but um, I do know that because you're there like in the dark all all alone with your thoughts um it is sort of like hyper focus if you if you want to call it that i guess but i i come up with most of my stuff either in bed or very cliche in the shower um in in one of those moments where you're just not thinking about building something like that's when i come up with the inspiration to build something yeah that's really funny uh, i remember like you're like huddling over a coding challenge for over an hour with a colleague and then it's like, oh, I really should take the dog for a walk. And you're out on that walk for five to 10 minutes. And suddenly you're like, I oh, totally logical. We can just do this and that. And then that will solve the entire problem. Yeah, um, that's that's funny how that works. Uh, one thing that I, that I also started to do lately is write down ideas. Uh, like sometimes I have an idea for a blog post or, or maybe even a, a podcast episode and I just have to write it down somewhere quickly because uh, I will then maybe return back to that and then I can sketch it out even further. But those those little moments of inspiration, they they come and go quite quickly. And that's why I like to jot them down quickly when I have those. I mean, I, I have sometimes these weeks or these days in a year where I don't know, I, I feel like 80% of my ideas are coming up. Stephen just found a, a ton of notes from, from all his my brainstorming ideas. session, all his yes. ideas. Yeah, I made a photograph of them. I'll sell them later. Uh, no, but <laughs> um, this is how, yeah, I think that, that can also be a good thing. I mean, you never know when 
you might be really creative during some times and then you might go through a bit of a dry spill on your creativity and then having some ideas lying around that you can just like still sketch out a bit more um, can be really helpful. So another thing I think we already touched upon a little bit is, um, you know, we cannot cater everyone. We have to say no sometimes just because it doesn't scale, just because something is not in um, our... So at least this is, this is let's, let's keep it to myself. Uh, I get a lot of requests for videos on my YouTube channel. Um, and some of them are just not realistic or some of them are just not something that I'm interested in. Um, and, you know, I've really learned to say no because, you know, it, it helps no one if I keep it lingering around like, hey, okay, maybe I will do that someday. Some... I'm just going to say that's probably not going to happen. Like unless something drastically changes, uh, this is probably not going to happen. So, you know, they can go look elsewhere um, maybe someone, someone else will come up with the thing. Um, and, you know, also to just, you know, keep borders for yourself. It's not just about pleasing other people. It's also just, you know, guarding your own, um, time and, and keystrokes and all the kinds of things, because, you know, working, uh, creating content is not all that we are supposed to do. Uh, we have some life besides of that. I like to think at least. Um, so saying no is is also, I think, a big part of you know being actually productive, uh, which comes in different shapes and forms, like not picking up the phone uh, and that being you know uh, accepted by the other party. Like, hey, I know you were in your super hyper focused space, so um, that's that's totally fine. Just get back to me uh, whenever you do have the time. Um, or say no to to other requests and just focus at the task at hand. So is that something that you're struggling with, that you're doing, that you're not doing? I'm not necessarily struggling, but I do try to make like some some blocks in my calendar where I at least try to block it for meetings. Like doesn't always work out that way, but um, the the thing you mentioned, like to to not be interrupted a lot i think it helps if you just if you have the opportunity to block that out for you i mean so most people well may not have the the ability to do that but if you can then i would definitely recommend you just create a few blocks of, of maybe an hour a day um where you can just be hyper focused yeah i take the calendar approach maybe a bit to an extreme uh -oh. i i usually have my week planned out uh so reserve blocks will be working on which project uh, mainly because I, I usually work like on three projects in parallel and I have to commit some time to it. And that just helps me to keep track of, hey, even though the other person is maybe uh, comes up with something super cool in that one project, you know, like I should really also squeeze in some time for this and that. Otherwise, people will be upset with me not delivering. Uh, and I also think you can, if what helps me is I, I like to commit to certain things. Uh, so I, I will tell the other person I'll get that done by then and then. Um, and I mean, I know estimations um, not being always uh, on time and stuff like that. But for me, it's more like uh, I'll try to, uh, yeah, then block out the time to make that happen or to fulfill my commitment that I did. And it, it sounds maybe like very glamorous or, or very uh, businessy when you say I, I have a commitment that I try to fulfill, but uh, it, it's basic tasks. I mean, uh, when you when you grab a task from from the sprint or something like that, um, yeah, people might count on you to get it done. And when you 
push that back and back because other things just plopped up that were not planned, um, it will it will make them upset and they will maybe stop trusting when you say, oh yeah, no worries, I'll get that done by the end of the week. And then it's two weeks in and still nothing has happened. And I think having that approach, other people, they will also understand when you say, sorry, I haven't got time for that because I still have to get this other thing done uh, by then and then. And yeah, I think that also helps me to like just say no more easily because I know like uh, if I now say yes to this person, that other person will have to give up his his time that I reserve for him. All right, one last thing that I quickly want to touch upon because this this episode is already going to be too long, which is not very productive because we have other things to do. Ah, okay. So how do we <laughs> not burn out? Because that is you know, especially I feel with the whole pandemic stuff going on um, a lot of people also have the same problem to how to disconnect because your work is now at home and your home is now at work um, so it's it's easy to you know just stay at that computer stay uh, busy with your work or you know uh, you don't even have that commute anymore to you know focus on something else those um, uh, annoying people on on the on the streets who cannot drive uh, to take your mind off things um, so how, how do you have any tricks or things to, how do you not burn out? Well, for me, generally, I think it's, I said it once at the beginning, like have goals that you want to work towards to, uh, maybe say, Hey, I want to invest these many hours to work towards writing a blog post each week. And if I have put in that time and the blog post is not yet here, or, uh, I have written the blog post, or maybe already started something else. And I would really like to invest more time. But uh, I also have other things happening in my life, as you said before. Uh, yeah, I think it's okay to just step back and just uh, also enjoy other things in your life than just being super productive. But uh, as long as you know that you you worked on things, you, you did progress, you did good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, you should be fine to also just enjoy some downtime or some meaningless fun stuff, which is not very important and not very urgent but just as fun yeah i uh, i agree i think if if you have the opportunity to have your work from home space be a separate space that helps um having kids helps in that sense because yeah. our oldest just runs up the stairs and says daddy it's time let's go um so he's been drilled to to come fetch me at uh, at five or around five at least um doesn't mean i'm always going to follow him but still it, it's a something to have in your arsenal um but yeah that given that that is a bit bigger of a commitment just to <laughs> stop working in time um I, I would indeed like you already mentioned just uh just plan your plan ahead uh i think works works pretty well and and stick to it that's that's more of a discipline thing than anything else, I guess. Just make a plan and stick to it. I mean, how easy do you want to have it? This is this is why did we start with this? Then it would have been a super short episode. I think that le little lesson of wisdom right here wraps up this episode on being productive. And we have been your hosts, Gerald Schluis, Mark Halliburton, and Stephen Davison. Do you have any tips that have helped you along the way to be more productive or 
you know, have people say and come up to you, how do you do all those things? We are very interested to hear from you. Our DMs are still open and Mark is keeping his sharp eye on it to respond to you as soon as he can, because that's who he is. Um, of course, you can find all of that on NoPointers.io on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Stay safe. And until next week on No Pointers. Thank you.